This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The opinions expressed in this episode are not to be construed as medical advice. Welcome to Demystify Beauty, a weekly podcast about creating transparency in the beauty space. I'm Mackenzie Westmore. And I'm Dr. Paul Massif. Let's have some fun today. Yeah. How are you? Good. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I, I think this, you know, is again, something that's so fun because you and I, when we start talking about a subject, uh, you know, what's great about this, you know, already a lot of information and so it makes it easy to flow with you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I do. You know, I, I definitely, <laughs> I sometimes maybe spend too much time at 10 o'clock at night on, on TikTok or Instagram. Oh, you do? I definitely go down that. Oh yeah. Oh my, I got to decompress somehow. And I go down the rabbit hole. I, I tell you, I'm, <laughs> I'm too busy doing my Instagram uh, reels on, um, golf, uh, techniques and, um, but you know, and I've just got recently, you know, a TikTok channel. But what what I wanted to bring up to you was some of the surgical trends. Yes, because you know, when I'm asked in all these interviews all the time, that's always the main question. And one of the most recent kind of hot topics for the last year, and we got to kind of do a myth buster kind of analysis of it, is buckle fat removal. Perfect. Now let me ask you before I get into it. Yeah. As someone who's in beauty and again, a plastic surgery expert and been there, done that for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. What would you say you know about buckle fat removal and the good and the bad? So from my knowledge, the good and the bad. So from my knowledge, because I have researched this because I am so much into pop culture and what's going on and who's doing what, what's happening. I have seen where it can be done under local anesthesia and they go inside, they remove that pocket of fat that is right here in the cheeks, if I'm correct. And in my opinion, I know I have fought my entire life to plump this out because I sure as hell know that when I turn 70, this is going to be gone. So <laughs> in my opinion, I personally think it is one of the stupidest things that anybody under a certain age should ever consider do it. This is my personal opinion that somebody in their twenties ever remove this because when they're older, they're going to look back and go, well, that was stupid because I mean, like I said, I have fought my entire life to put this there because I lost it in my twenties going through anorexia. And again, thanks to your surgery, you helped me to, to regain the fullness and, and I have fullness in my cheeks. Now on the flip side for people, I feel that want to have that buckle fat removal, there's so many things you can do with makeup. And this is why I don't know why some of these celebrities aren't turning to that. Instead of like going through a full surgical procedure where they're going to regret it down the road, why not Jay, take your contour? In fact, I did it today just to kind of prove the point from maybe photos you might see of me where I took my contour and specifically, which I typically don't do, I'll do it higher, but I came down the cheekbone and then lightened up this area to give that illusion. And it's like, all right, I, I might not wake up, with that indentation, but seriously, when I'm 70 years old, I, I want to, I want that fat there. That's my personal opinion. I want to hear from the pro though. Yeah, I actually, I mean, what I like what you just said is you contoured it and that's correct. You put, it's a little darker, your makeup in that area here called the buckle space. Um, and right. with that, you're able to contour it. All right, let's talk about it. So let's get into a little bit of anatomy and talk about the good and the bad and the ugly, shall we say? Yeah. So buckle fat removal has been around for, God, 
probably, who knows, 100 years, I'm guessing. And really what the buckle fat, it's a fat that doesn't change with weight gain. Usually, maybe it might shrink a little bit with weight loss. And that's why you see someone get more gaunt here. Gaunt. Here. Mm -hmm. And if you notice, you know, when you see people taking photos on Instagram and they're filtered, they're thinner here and then they're bigger lips. Those are the two things they do. You're right. Uh, You're absolutely right. And really, it's called the <laughs> buckle space. So in other words, it's the only fat pad that actually is not sitting on top of bone. Okay, you can see this is the jawbone, this is the cheekbone, and it's right below the cheekbone and above what we call the jawbone, the mandible. This is called the zygoma. Mm -hmm. It's right in between. So if you were going to put your fingers in your mouth, it's tissue from inside your mouth. Yeah. Some important nerves and blood vessels. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and a structure called Stenson's duct, which I'll explain, and the buccal fat, and then the outside of the skin. So it's in a thin layer. So it's called the buccal space. Um, now, what does that mean to remove it? So let's talk about first, what does it mean? So some patients that come in, especially I've seen more Asians and Hispanics, I would say are the two largest populations, where they just come in and they stay, even as they get older, they stay pretty thick in that area. Full. And yeah. these are the patients that I think are great candidates for buccal fat because you know, as they get older, they're not going to get gaunt. Correct. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, is there a time when this is appropriate? Well, you know, it's a cosmetic procedure. It's something that I feel, as you mentioned, this is not a young age thing. And I know it's a fad again. Yeah. But the problem is, and you mentioned this yourself about the hollowness, but most people that they do it, if they're 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever the issue is, unless, again, we know they have really thick facial structures, and again, it's up to a good evaluation by the plastic surgeon. Right. Taking the buckle fat out is overkill right now. They're doing it too much. Yeah. And the reason why is maybe it may look good for a little while, but as you get older, because as we get older, we become more gaunt, we lose subcutaneous fat, fat in the face. Yeah. When you do that, you look really gone, especially here. So if someone's cachectic or has a medical illness or disease or they're anorexic, they become more gaunt in that area. So as you age, the most important thing that you're going to say is, I'm too hollow here. Can you put filler in here? Yeah. And the problem <laughs> with putting filler here, it's not an easy place to put filler. Wow. You can ah. <laughs> do it to a sculpture which builds collagen. But the problem with that is... When you take it out, it's gone. It's irreversible. Right. And you're stuck with that hollowness. So you've got to be careful. So if my 20, 30-year-old, if I had a daughter, son, whenever said I want that out, they say, absolutely not. Uh, because you're going to screw yourself up. And again, it's yes. not a simple fix to get that volume back. Because that's just it. You can't put that back in, can you? No. I mean, you can put fat in the air. You can do fat grafting. But again, it's a weird area to put fat in. I mean, I, I've actually put fat in there. I put filler in there and it's not the simplest place. But the yeah. thing is, you know, in the, in the two ways that, and I do buckle fat on certain indications is either one, if we're doing a facelift, 
When I'm doing my deep plane facelift, we are close to what we call and on top of and superficial to the buckle space. Right. So if I want to gently tease it out, I can do it through a facelift. Mm -hmm. If you're going to perform it otherwise without a facelift, you have to make an incision inside the mouth right near what we call Stinson's duct, hmm. which is an opening inside the mouth. Right. That, as a matter of fact, that secretes saliva and other enzymes from the parotid gland, which lives right here. Right. And then that duct goes all the way and empties inside the mouth. So when you do this procedure from inside the mouth, you have to be very careful because if you injure Stenson's duct, you can get a fluid collection from parotid fluid inside the cheek. It could be a chronic problem. Jeez. And then you could knock out nerves that supply sensation usually uh, in this area. And if you really don't know what you're doing, you can knock out facial nerves as you're trying to find it. And I was reading some of these articles. Uh, here we go. You can make a 25-year-old look 45. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Let's think about that. You can make a 25-year-old look 45 with the 15-minute procedures, the pros, cons, and risk of the latest celebrity craze, and buckle fat removal is a celebrity cosmetic surgery fad. So it does nothing to your jawline, by the way. It doesn't. Does not do no, it anything. just it gives the illusion of accentuating it, right? Yeah, it's it's sucky. And now this one, buckle fat removal. This is in people. Is that this is in 2022 December? Okay. Is the plastic surgery trend all over social media? Here's what to know. See now, let me go ahead. Why? Sorry, but why do you, why as a, as the professional, as as the man of faces? Why do you think this is such a trend in Hollywood right now? Why do you think this is? Why do twenty-year-olds want to look forty-five? You know, like, it, it's why? never. Every, it's all all based on social media. I know that Chrissy Teigen had yeah. one, and again, she might have a, a you know her facial structure might necessitate that. Correct. I don't really discuss a lot of cosmetic surgery regarding celebrities, and I'm sure it was a great job, and I'm sure she looks fine. But we have to be really careful when we talk about buckle fat. Right. So the point is she had when it became a, a big trend and maybe, you know, that's something that she had it just like when the Kardashians start, you know, uh, you know, when they start about, you know, for example, people said, oh, they had BBLs and we can talk about that later. Yeah. Or Kylie having your lips done. Correct. And that became a huge craze. So the problem with social media or with someone like, listening to it especially if you're someone a little bit gullible yeah um you might just jump on the bandwagon so you have to be careful and that's what we talk about on botch when patients get boshed because they are getting into this thing now you for example you never thought about this because you wanted more volume if anything you're always thin there yeah i, I want full yeah i want full cheeks i i mean almost verging on like chipmunk <laughs> you know that's that's been my whole life i've always wanted a fuller face because a fuller face reads youthfulness. And as as an actress, you don't want to be gaunt on camera. You want to have that fullness. And that's why when I saw this as a trending thing in, in celebrities and some of the speculations of the ones that might have had it, it just blew my mind. And that's why I fell down this rabbit hole of like researching all this because I was like, why on earth would... An actress or anybody for that matter 
want to remove fat from something that is going to make you look more youthful. You'll, you'll look good in the moment I feel. And maybe, maybe it'll have that chiseled, you know, in, you know, that, that chiseled look. But like I said, as you get older, that's where I'm just, I'm thinking ahead. Like when I'm older, I want to still have a youth and obviously I want to age gracefully, but have a more youthful fullness here. I don't want to remove anything that shouldn't be removed, in my opinion. Well, that's a great opinion, but here's what you're doing. You're thinking about it and you've researched it. So the problem with a lot of people don't do is they don't look at the pro I mean, look at the pros, but they never look right. at the cons, the dangers the cons. of cosmetic surgery. And uh, you know, this is so important for all of you that are listening out there. One, listen. If you're young and you want to do some fillers, okay, because fillers are reversible. If you're young and really want to do some Botox, okay, uh, you can do that, but you have to be very careful with what you do that's permanent. And the issue with this, once that fat's removed, it's gone. It's gone. And then to fix the problem, it's not, a, just to reiterate this, it's not a great space to be able to actually refill the area. And again, I have patients that come to me after having fat take out the lower eyes, buckle fat, all these things, and they say, biggest mistake I could have made. Right. So there you go. You know, and if you're going to do it, I got to tell you, the average age probably that I see this is between in the 40s and 50s. Oh, it is? Okay. So. And there are great candidates for the procedure. See, that's what I I will imagine. tell you, you get swollen for like two weeks like having your wisdom teeth taken out. You get really swollen. Oof. I remember that. But again, the doctor has to be careful in the technique because you're making a very small incision inside your mouth if you're not doing a facelift and you're traveling down until it pops out. And actually, it can even be challenging sometimes. You think you're in the right area and you don't see any fat. You see this false buckle fat pad. It's not it. But then when you get into the pad and you're spreading, you know, inside there, you finally see it and it pops out at you. But sometimes that's hard finding it. It's not that easy. And again, you can damage one of those ducts or one of the nerves or you can bleed. All these bad things can happen. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but with the anatomy, aren't there serious arteries that run through this area that if they get hit or blocked or something happens, that's very extremely dangerous? <laughs> yeah, the good news is these nerves that I'm talking about are deep okay, to the space where the facial nerve runs. So there's other cranial nerves um, that run in this area that back pass along the buccal space and blood vessels. Hmm. And the only nerve that could be in this buccal space that if you get in the wrong plane that you can injure, uh, injure is the buccal nerve. So when you pucker, it controls the puckering of the upper lip of the nose. Oh my gosh. So they could not be able to pucker potentially. <laughs> yes. If that nerve is damaged. <sighs> you know, there's like a tongue nerve. There's a few different nerves in that area. So you got to be careful what you do. Nothing is easy. This is what's so scary to me with, especially with the younger generation. Now, like you said, the patient, patients that you're seeing are like 40s, 50s, but this younger generation of celebrities that are, are, potentially doing this. I mean, it's some of them, it's like, no, duh. You look at their photo of like from a year ago, maybe, and it's like drastic. So you can't help but speculate. But that's what scares me is that 
they set this trend, they set this precedent. And then you've got all these 20 year olds that want to go do that because their favorite celebrity has done this. And then they go do it. And then you hear something like that. And I just, I wish there was, I mean, and that's why we're doing this, you know, to, to really put the, like you said, the good, the bad, the ugly people need to know that this isn't just a suck out the fat and ooh, you happy, you know, chiseled, chiseled bones and go about your day and your life and great fat. You know, it's not always that way. It's, you know, I mean, like me, I had to learn the hard way with fillers. Yes, you did. And I, I just want, I hope others really take note and listen to this or mothers say, you know what? Listen to this podcast right now with Dr. Nassif. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the big drive for me. Well, you know, I mean, it's a good point. And the reason why we're doing this is, listen, our, our t our, we want to have fun doing this podcast. Of but course. again, we like to educate and disseminate information. Now, again, you'll see uh, on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube, you know, a lot of these young folks, because remember, everyone now is a celebrity on social media. You're absolutely right. And actually, with the, with the Facetune and stuff, you could actually cult, you know, they sit there and it's... They can sit and change their face anyway. It's more like a facial dysmorphia where, you know, you're doing before and after images, everything you do on your Instagram, on Snapchat or whatever you're on. Yeah. So you can do that. I'd rather have you do it with a filter, even if it doesn't look <laughs> like you. You know, it's called the social media or, you know, filter dysmorphia, we call it. I'd rather have you do that than do the... Go through the surgery. And this is different than like having Botox or fillers or lasers. For example, you know, we have this um, new machine um, coming in that's a radio frequency uh, microneedling device. We have the new Moxie coming, uh, which is another, you know, low downtime laser for your skin. You know, which I love. That's why I'm always in your office. Yes. <laughs> That's why I'm always there. I feel like you guys need to just set up a cot for me at some point so I could just sleep in the, the lobby. <laughs> you can do like that. I love being there, first of all. Whenever I go to your office, it's like anybody, if you're ever thinking about anything, go to Dr. Nassif's office. I'm sorry. I don't mean to plug you, Dr. Nassif, but it, I no, have to. It's... Because the office is just so sweet. Like I was there yesterday and it's just like, hey, everybody's just so nice. Your whole, I like the whole staff, everybody. I'm hanging out with Laura, like, you know, and, and the lasers are top notch to me. You know, the, the facials, the hydrofacial, all that stuff is, that's the stuff that I wish more people would lean on. That's my thought. <laughs> well, you know, you get a great point. Well, that's what we do, just like skincare. Yeah. We want patients to start getting young on skincare. We want them doing... Yes. You know, skin stuff at a younger age, protection, sunscreen, good skin care. Preventative. If they want to do a hydrofacial, they want to do something appeal. They got melasma. We do all that in the office. Go and have fun things. If you need a little gentle light laser peel or a moxie or a, uh, uh, you know, for fractional or microneedling, we do all that to get yeah. your skin doing great. But when it comes to taking out and undergoing the knife, you know, under the knife, actually, to get buckle fat. You just got to be careful and make sure you're the right candidate. And the doctor you go to should be honest enough to say, hey, let me go through this with you. Thank you. Let me discuss it, why it's bad. And that's the fear and the, the problem that I'm having is there are too many doctors out there that are just wanting to collect a dollar. So they won't give the serious pros and cons. They'll just be like, oh, I just, I mean, again, going from my own experience, too many are out there that they just want that paycheck. And I, that's why I've always appreciated you're, you're one that will say, no, 
you don't need this, or you're, you've always been very upfront and honest with everybody that, that I've seen where it's like, yes, this works. This is what happens. Even when you and I went through our journey, I remember that night before and you were like, here are the cons. Here's what can go wrong. Here's yes. what will... And it, you were you were very honest and open. And again, like I told you last time, scared the crap out of me. But <laughs> I, it's it, I needed to know. It's it's important that people know the good and the bad, and not just yeah, let's do this. You know, and and that doves, dovetails into so many other procedures. You know, yeah. I mean, in general, most doctors can perform this. It's not the most complicated procedure. It could take 20, really? 30 minutes, or it could take five minutes. Wow. It just depends on wow. how easily the fat comes out. If I'm doing a deep plane facelift, it takes me, after I find the area, maybe five minutes aside, three minutes aside. Jeez. So it's not usually that difficult a procedure, but no matter what, you got to be careful what, you know, what you're doing. And uh, I mean, to me, this is something that I think will always be there. Yeah. It always has been there. But I think the popularity, again, after more people realize that being hollow is not for them, hopefully it will fade away. Yeah, in the next that's, that's what I'm hoping. Five, 10 years. And and just on, on a quick little note, it was interesting that you brought up the, the, the filters because I don't know if you've seen the bold glamour filter because I'm fascinated by this one now. <laughs> no, I have it's not. It's a filter. Okay, so it's a filter on TikTok. And what's kind of creepy about it is usually when you run your hand in front of a filter, you'll see the lips, you'll see the the, the, the eyes. This one, you run your hand, it's a full-on catfish because you run your hand across that, and you can't tell. <laughs> I've played with this filter so much. It's a total catfish. I put it on my TikTok because I was fascinated by it. And it is like, it's scary. It's this, this particular one is scary. Well, that's the that's a great point because you can either go on a job interview, on a date, or whatever, and they're seeing photos of you that are completely unrealistic. Like that's not you. And then you're a person. Who are you? You know, especially some of the influencers too also did that, and not too long ago where they were overdoing it, mm -hmm. and then when they saw uh, maybe the people that hire them to do things, they said, "This is not the same person," and it is. So that's why, you know, you got to be careful with that. I mean. Oh, yeah. And listen, there's been other celebrities that have say they've had it or talking about it on, you know, TikTok and all that stuff. But again, if you're young, please. Oh, please. Don't just... do it now. Just most of the time, it's just going to ruin you. On a, fair, on a few occasions, especially if you're young, you're going to be that patient that says, I need this. I really need it. I really do right. need it. But. But you know, no, you mentioned right. something earlier, BBLs, Brazilian butt lips. Mm -hmm. Let's chat about that. Let's chat. Let's chat butts. <laughs> Let's chat butts. You know, Let's chat butts for a little bit. <laughs> tell me what you know about BBLs and what the new trend in is. So I'm seeing two conflicting things because on one hand, I'm seeing that they're popular, but on the flip side, I'm seeing that they're starting to be reversed. That's one thing I'm starting to see. I feel like we're just at the beginning of some of the, the bigger celebrities reversing their BBLs. Now, as far as I know, they're extremely dangerous, just like you were saying with the buckle fat. The, the, from what I have read, from what I know, BBLs are very dangerous. I don't understand the point because to me, in my head, there's an aesthetic to somebody's body. And there's as, as, you know, I don't know if you know this, Dr. Nassif, but I am a certified trainer and nutritionist. 
I knew the trainer, but I didn't know about the nutritionist. Yeah, holistic medicine was always my my forte, and and I love. I just I fell in love with that world, and I, so I've always been a proponent of, and it really was because of going through my own issue. And I felt bad when I was on Passions. I would get these letters from thirteen year olds of you know, wow, you're so thin. How do I? and I was like, oh my god, I got. I got How do I do it? Ter- How do I replicate yeah, it? I was like, oh, this I can't give. The, <laughs> I gotta I gotta figure this one out. And that's what inspired me to go get my certification to learn because I also didn't want to give advice of just spouting off from a magazine. I wanted to be legitimately giving advice. So when I look at something like the BBL, I'm thinking, okay, number one, a lot of this can be accomplished through some hard leg workouts, maybe not to the degree that we're seeing on some celebrities. However, the aesthetic of the body that's where, I mean, I see some of the girls, even in my, where I live, like I'll, I'll go down. There's this place I love called Juicy Ladies, stupidest name, but I love this place to go get like a, a juice or a smoothie. And I'll see some of the girls walk in and they're super, super skinny. And then it's like, Vroom. and I'm just like, what are you doing? What, what's going on here? Like what universe am I in right now? <laughs> well, they got the tiny waist and the big hips and the big butt. And that's it. Like everything else is like so tiny and petite and this like massive... I'm trying to think of lack of a better word. Okay, so Mackenzie, I get a question about working out, okay? Yeah. First of all, you know, unfortunately, as guys get older, guys, when you start losing weight and you don't do really any butt exercises, you get a pancake (laughs) butt. You get a flat butt. Girls do too. Women do too. You know, I mean, luckily, you know, my wife, you know... um, you know, we talk about it because I'll do lunges and squats, and I know there's so many different butt exercises. Correct. And she, for example, my wife, Brittany, God bless her, you know, she's got a beautiful bubble butt, natural. She's gorgeous. Yeah, she's, and, she's but gorgeous. Remember, but she goes to the gym, you know, every day, five, six days a week, or almost every day, and she's doing all the different butt exercises and everything else. Right. But- you know, and, and she showed me some of those videos, like you said, some of the trainers, that they'll go in and do butt three, four times a week for an hour, and they're doing some very intense stuff. Yeah. And, and that glute gets hypertrophied, and maybe there's some fat on it. My wife has some fat, which is normally you're supposed to, and then yeah. the muscle underneath, you know. I mean, so when you are training, mm-hmm. someone comes in, a young lady, for example, who has, a, you know, Average protuberance doesn't have really a bubble butt. And by the way, when I was growing up, you know, like Cheryl Teagues and Farrah Fawcett and um, <laughs> Bo Derek and all these people, these are no one, everyone's probably gonna go, Who the hell are they? Who's that? Yeah, flat butts. That was it. Flat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even my era, even my era, you know, of, of Pamela Anderson and, um, Oh my gosh, uh, that model who is always heroin chic. Um, I'm drawing a blank right now. Paulina but, you know, Pavitrolova? No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, Kate Moss. Kate Moss. Oh, Kate Moss. When I was growing up, Kate Moss and Pamela Anderson were like the two ideal bodies. Well, that's a flat butt and a big chest. Yeah. So that was that was my ideal growing up. And it really, that's, part, well, that's partly where I take responsibility that I also kind of spiraled in my own head. Because as... A kid, I'm looking at these two women of that's the the aspiration of beauty, and it wasn't appropriate at the time. It just, that was their body type. That was them. And this is why I wish more more women, young women, could 
just look within themselves and find what their own qualities are and work on that and not try to be something they're seeing on social media or something they're seeing on TV. Well, let me ask you this. Okay. And we'll get into the whole fat grafting thing in a few minutes and about, yeah. you know, how that came about. So you, when you, I'm already know my wife, but when you're, you know, since you're a certified trainer and stuff, I mean, to get the glute muscle built up, and this is a quick question, to do it the right way and not kill yourself, you know, in exercising, but to do a workout maybe twice a week on butt and legs and all that stuff. I mean, is it hard to build it up? I mean, to build the butt up from the female standpoint? I know for guys, guys, you'll see all big muscular, the upper half of their body, then they got skinny legs and a, and a flat butt. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's always like the main of my existence is when I see the like little twigs. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, poor guy. Um, you know, for women, I will say it is, it's, it's tough, but if you're willing to put the work in, anything is doable. I mean, unless you are just completely like, there's some weird underlying predisposition or something medically going on, which is obviously the first question that I always ask somebody, it, anything is doable. And you know, what I've found is lessen the cardio because you're trying to build a muscle. So believe it or not, less time on the treadmill. Why is it, you know, when you think about it, you go to the gym and you see these, you see overweight women on the treadmill for hours and I'll see them day after day after day. And it's like, well, why aren't they losing weight? Because it's too much cardio. And the focus has to be on the building of the muscle, especially when you want to build that glute muscle. So what does that mean as far as a workout? More step-ups, heavy weight. You know, I, I will squat 200 to 250 pounds. I what? would like press. Yeah. Oh yeah. You squat oh, yeah. a free yeah. weight. You squat that much. Why do you think I've had five hernias? <laughs> Damn. I, I got to tell you, man, if I'm doing squats right now, maybe because I'm older, you know, I, I'm maxing maybe, you know, half that. Right. But see, to me, it's because I'm all about the booty. You know, I'll I'll leg press. The highest I've been so far is 435 pounds is what I would like press. And I have a video of me doing it because my son did my son's 16 and he's into this stuff now. He didn't believe me. I was like, oh, yeah, you want to see <laughs> this is what I did. So that's for me. That's what you the work has to be put in. Obviously, you're not going to hit those numbers right off the bat. You build up to that. But that's just it. It's the buildup. And then also, if you are going to do cardio, like I'm very big on cycling and doing the hills on cycling, you know, if there is going to be cardio. And if I'm going to do my cardio, it's going to be HIIT training twice a week, 10 minutes. That's it. Of high intensity interval training, which is 30 seconds going as fast as you can, 30 seconds slow, 10 minutes. That's it. Yeah, I do that on the treadmill. You know, I'll run and, um, and then get off. But the point is, or the rowing, or you were saying cycling. So then that comes in, and, it, and I know we kind of went off on a tangent, but this is cool. Yeah. We're talking about working out. So I hit train myself, but it's longer. But again, I'm not soaking wet. I mean, the bottom line is abs are made in the kitchen, obviously. Absolutely. No pun intended. Um, it's, you know, watching your calories, especially, um, you know, the thing when you talk about um, keeping it interesting. Now, not all of us can go get on a bike and go up hills and all that. No. So I'm going to ask you the next best thing to biking. What's your thought about the whole Peloton thing? Because I have people that love it and do it. I have people that got bored of it. 
obsession isn't even the word to touch on how I feel about Peloton to the point, Dr. Nassif, where I have gotten a few DMs from some of the, the trainers and I feel like, oh my God, like a rock star just like responded to me on, on Instagram because uh, one of them, one of the, the trainers, I think it's Bradley Rose. I know he had, um, uh, a stroke actually at a very young age and he went public with it. Yeah. He went public in, in the middle of teaching a class. And as I was going through some health issues, I had reached out to him. I said, you know, you've become such an inspiration. And I, you never know who's going to write back. And he actually wrote me back. He said, Mackenzie, please keep me posted on what's going on with you. I want to know what's, I was like, oh my God, he actually wrote back. Like it was like a rock star wrote me, but I'm personally obsessed with Peloton. So I need to try it then. <laughs> you I have need to try, to try it. it. Oh my God, Dr. Nassim, you've got to try Isn't it. Isn't there a place you can go and try it? Like the Peloton store or Yeah, something? my house, come here. <laughs> <laughs> just come on over you can try mine Bring i'll have my wife, wife and i come call. over yeah the two you come over i'll let you test it out go for a bike ride i'm not it is so fun like for me i prefer the classes i love the like i mean i, I drive the family nuts because i'll crank up the music so loud and like seriously there are other people in the house i'm like i don't care this is my time so it's like, to me, it's like a DJ moment. You know, I even put up like LED lights in my gym and like turn the lights off. I, I make it a whole experience for me. My husband, on the other hand, Patrick likes to do the rides through Provence and through London. You can do that too. You know, and personally, the other thing I love is that you can do weights. You can lift like three pound weights. So it's very versatile. But going back to the, the whole butt thing, I do love Peloton for that very reason. I didn't have very good calves. And even my butt wasn't up to par where I wanted until I got the Peloton. The Peloton really helped me to, to build up to where I wanted to be. And on top of that, not to, not to segue off of Peloton because I can talk about Peloton for hours. Um, but another thing I think people don't realize is also hormones. Hormones play a big role. If your hormones are not in check at a certain age, you can't do much. There's really not much you can do workout wise, diet wise. It'll only take you so far. You got to make sure your hormones are in check for a woman. And I think for a guy too. You know, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, for men too, you're right. Especially as we get older, we got to deal with that. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to take you up. I'm going to talk to my wife about that because she was talking about getting one. But I go, before you do that, I want to go check it out. Because one thing over. I don't want to do is, is get bored. <laughs> So I know they have the whole mirror things and all that stuff. I mean, there's all kinds of cool things out there. They do, yeah. And they have the Roy machine. They have all that. But to be honest with you, just the bike alone to me. But you got to get the one with the weights. You got to do yeah. That's what I say. So Come over and try it. You, you can test it out. But you got to do the one with the weights. You got to do the one that has like the whole, you know, all the the, the direct TV, all, all the, not direct TV, on demand um, and, but I just like that you can go in and you can tailor, like I was a little intimidated at first, but once you get the hang of it and you're like, you know what, today I want to go, I just want to do 20 minutes. I just don't like, like even today I, I, you know, we, we were doing our thing and I had to be ready, but I was like, you know, I'm going to hop on for 20 minutes. I'm going to do a nice, like low impact and just like get my body moving and 10 minutes of arms. All right. That's my day. And it's only because I do have a trainer, uh, believe it or not, it, it Jason Momoa's trainer. That's how crazy I am. <laughs> That's who I work with. And I told him, I said, I just, this week I'm taking off because I just feel like my body's going to go into burnout mode. So I'm taking it off. I'm just going to ride my Peloton. So you do. It's, it's all about listening to the body too. I love it. You know, this is very cool stuff. All right, well, let's get into it. Yeah. So BBL. Since we just talked about butts. So 
obviously, you know who, to me, who originally had, you know, uh, kind of the, the round booty was uh, J-Lo. Yeah. Uh, and again, that was natural, uh, right. as I recall from when that happened yeah, originally. But again, it's interesting how social media becomes the craze and how influential the Kardashians are. You know, when Kim, you know, the big butts and the, the thin waist and the hips and all that, you know, and, uh, you know, and by the way, uh, you know, it's when they do something, people listen. And we yeah. were just talking about the buckle fat thing. So, you know, years ago, I remember when we were first doing our first season on Botched. This is, yeah, we're filming season eight now. So seven, eight years ago. Wow. I mean, we've been talking about this for a long time because that's when this started. And so let me give everyone a little recap about a BBL Brazilian butt lift. And I don't really still know yet if it actually started in Brazil or there was a, I heard another story that there was a Brazilian patient here where the doctor was doing lipo rather than remove the fat and discard it, inject it in the butt, in the buttock. And so there's so many things about this. And, and let's talk about the actual procedure for a minute because this is what people want to know. Yeah. And again, I'm a facial plastic surgeon, but again, being on Botched and working with Terry, I, I know everything about these and the good and the bad and the ugly we talked about. Uh, there was also a task force by the uh, Plastic Surgeon Association, the Society, I think it's ASPS, um, where they did a whole safety task force and talked about the danger and the risks and protocols, how to make it safer. So here's what happens. Patient comes in and maybe wants a little lipo. Maybe has a little fat in the belly. They take that fat from somewhere, doing lipo, liposculpture, liposuction. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they, whether it's Vaser, ultrasonic lipo, whatever they want to do. Uh, and then they follow that up to tighten the skin, maybe with a little bit of Renuvion, a skin tightening radio frequency device that I use in the face. Yeah. I think we even did it to you. Yes, you did. And mm-hmm. um, that's like if you're doing, let's say, a tummy tuck or, you know, you're doing a mommy makeover. And then you've lost the volume. So what they'll do is inject through cannulas, blunt cannulas, fat into the butt. Obviously makes sense. Now, let me explain how that works first before we talk about the risk and stuff. So let's say if you're skinny, a lot of patients might come and say, well, why don't I just gain a bunch of fat? And doctors tell them to do that. And the fat cells in their stomach that were present already there or other other thighs or inner hips, not outer hips, because usually they want that bigger. uh, They'll actually, the fat cells that are present will get larger right? They get larger. It's not like you're creating fat cells. The fat cells are there. The fat cells will just expand. Then you remove it. Right. Then you take that fat and again, doing it the right way and processing the fat the right way, you inject into the buttocks. And the goal would be how much of the fat cells, adipocytes stay, live. And then if you lose wait after to get back to where you were, those fat cells are probably going to shrink. Right. And then they go, what the hell happened to the fat in my butt? And there's some great doctors out there that still do a great job of doing it, especially on social media. You'll see it. Um, and that, you know, again, they're safe, and but there's still risk with it. But the biggest thing started happening is from Florida, we started over years ago hearing of all these deaths. Right, right. Young mothers going in and dying. Young mothers, young families. 
Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to say it, but years ago, surgery center that I was working at, I think I was the medical director, and one of the doctors was doing it, and I was in another area. And then, like 20 minutes later on, they call me in and go see what's going on. And what happened was the doctor was doing it. And what happens is the real danger of this is one of the fat cells, called a fat embolism, gets into one of the big gluteal veins. Yeah. Veins. And that vein goes up to your heart and then goes in your lungs. Oh, my God. And causes an embolism, which clogs up and basically it immediately inside, you know, your lungs, it stops working and you can't ventilate. It's called the, oh my God. like a revert of pulmonary embolism. Yeah. It's a fat yeah. embolism um, or a deep vein thrombosis. It's deep. a clot in your leg from maybe have, you know, and that goes up to your lungs again. It clots yep. it and it can kill you instantaneously. So this patient was there and I'm, I'm get, I know it's really intense what I'm saying, but I'm going to say it. And, but they kind of waited a long time and they were having a hard time, you know, getting her to breathe and all that kind of stuff. And I walked in and I go, you know, I knew the procedure was being, you know, done. I go, you know, you got an embolism. Call 911 immediately. You know, the patient's family was there for, she was a nice Hispanic lady, you know, and kids and all that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she she died at the hospital. <gasps> um, no. And again, this is happening. I go to Australia and I sell skincare. I remember doing interviews out there, patients were dying. Patients are dying here. So the question is, there's been this task force of being careful. And a lot of, I think doctors now, when you have to be in the right plane, two, a lot of them are using ultrasound, guided, uh, you know, if they are gonna do it. But now the trend is turning. Right. The big butts are kind of now going away again. They're Everything deflating. is like this. They're deflating. <laughs> I, <it's>, uh, yeah. <laughs> so they're, you know, getting smaller again. I mean, but I still see in my surgery center, there's some great doctors. I still see them doing a lot of uh, grafting in the butt. But again, these doctors are excellent at it. And thank God in the last, it, you know, yeah. I, I maybe in 12 years or since that other one problem in my surgery center, you know, I have a lot of plastic surgeons. I haven't seen, thank God, I would have yeah. heard about it because I'm like the chairman of the surgery center. I would have heard this. So, but, you know, Dr. Debro and I have talked about on interviews all the time. Uh, he doesn't do it. He's worried about it and afraid really? um, of, of the risks. And I know Cardi B came out and talked about it and this and that. Right. And I know there's been complications. And I don't, like I said, there's been some issues with other celebs getting it. And um, they might do waist training and they want a big butt and all that type right. of thing, you know, to right. look uh, cartoonish. So <laughs> all I'm saying to everyone be careful. Yeah. Um, I was at a restaurant last night. I brought my wife to, you know, uh, I haven't been there in years. Tao at Sushi Restaurant in Hollywood. Yeah. I haven't been yeah. there in a while. I walked in and two girls come in and they're really thin and their butts are huge and their hips. I mean, it's not real. No, it's And butt not. implants, by the way, not many people do the butt implants with uh, silicone sizes, you know. That's something that they don't do that much because that's another scary thing to do. But the bottom line is, it just looks ridiculous. There's nothing like an athletic, well-formed bubble butt that's made. Right. You know. That's that's made, you know, in the gym. That the, the hard gym. work was put 
behind, no pun intended, but hard work was put into it as opposed to somebody shoving something in or, you know, so in your opinion, would you say that the, the, the cons outweigh the pros of doing a BBL? Well, if you think about it, unless you're going to someone who's a super, super specialist and maybe they're really careful with the ultrasound, to me, I would never let a family member do it because yeah. if you're that one person that has a complication, you're dead. You, there's not going to be time. They can't reverse it. It's not like they can do something in the operating room to reverse a, a fat embolism. Once that happens, you're gone most of the time. That's it. You're dead. So God. a cosmetic procedure gone wrong, you're dead. So the answer is absolutely not. Now, when you talk about reversing it, you know, remember you could have fat granulomas, you know, fat can die and have bumps and lumps in your butt. You could have irregularities. You could have all those things too. And to reverse it, it's not, it's not like you could just sit there and do liposuction of this fat. It's not really easy to reverse it per se. Right. So if I'm going to say it again after, I would basically, I'm afraid of it. Interesting. Okay. So I'm afraid See, of it. Yeah, that's that's my my gut feeling, and not to get off this topic, but I am curious. Just I I have a question for you because there's so much controversy as well around lipo. Because you mentioned liposuction, you know, where some people will say, well, if you get lipo, you're going to gain it back somewhere else. Okay, well, I let's just talk hear about your that. Two cents on that. And by the way, remind me, I'm going to talk to you about sculpture in the butt in just a minute. Ah. Um, because I'll tell you what we do. So, what you just said is a phenomenon. It's a normal phenomenon. So if you think about it, if I get lipo in my belly, I still have fat cells other places. Remember, I removed the fat cells. Or I had cool sculpting, which we do, where some type of a, a, a lipolysis, you know, a cryolipolysis, which means freezing fat. We do that here. Right. Now, that means those fat cells are gone. Apoptosis, where they're popping and dying. Right. That means my arms, my, my chest, you know, my butt, whatever. Those fat cells, when you eat more calories and gain weight, you're going to gain it in those faces, obviously. Right. Because it's, you know, those fat cells are gone. You're still going to get some fat in that area, you know, unless you suction out every fat cell, but you're right, it's going to go <laughs> in the other areas. Now, patients do come in and we do this. Laura does this all the time and Christina here. Okay. It's, it's like injecting stitch material into the butt or you could do it in the face and you build collagen. So, and you need a lot, but again, there, um, you know, you can do that. You can inject that in the buttocks, which is safer. Interesting. I don't know how much volume you're going to get, but you do that. They're working on fillers that can actually maybe, you know, these are big volumes because you can't, you got to be careful again. You have to be careful how you right. do it into the butt. I mean, I'm actually even working on, hopefully I won't get in trouble for saying this, but a, a butt booster for, um, huh. you know, uh, one of the companies that hydrates the butt. Okay. Hydrates to get a little bit more volume. Again, natural. So well, these are the kind That's of things uh, I'm talking about. Well, you just hit well, the key word to me. Well, it's not natural. No, no. Well, but, but it's a little yeah. bit better than putting silicone, you know, somebody going life or death. I mean, I'm sorry, but life is too precious as opposed to a big butt. Uh, okay, now <laughs> you, you just mentioned another thing, especially in the, trans the transgender community as you've seen probably on Botch too. Correct. Um, back then they were going to these pump parties. A lot of them, they were getting some type of injectable, not sterile, not... By the way, silicone is illegal, period, because of the risks 
But a lot of patients we have have come in in the face, in the hips, in the butt, have gotten this liquidom medical grade silicone, gotten oil, oh. getting baby oil, getting Vaseline, getting all kinds of crap injected in their butt and hips to get the volume. And the transgender community, they go and they have this fake nurse from another country in a hotel room or this basement place. They've died. Oh my God. Or had significant disfigurements in the future. And so, and you can't remove it. You get these gigantic granulomas and you're ruined. And Terry on our show has done a lot of these patients where, you know, he's had to remove part of the whole buttock. Oh my God. Yeah. So you can't get some crap injected, you know, which is so dangerous. I mean, this is, it's, it's a lot, I think, of amazing advice for, for so many people. And, and like I always say, you know, I, I hope that people can listen to this and, and take note. And I, I think, you know, a big thing that uh, the biggest word that jumped out from your mouth to me was natural, as natural as possible. You know, I mean, if I have to actually give advice in a sentence, you know, to everyone, no matter what procedure you're going to have done, always understand what the risks are and do your research and make sure you go to the right doctor. I've said that a thousand times in my yeah. career. And that's why, you know, my cousin, when I went to him and asked his advice and he's like, Dr. Nassif, it's the only one, <laughs> it's the only one that'll tell you no, yes, maybe, whatever you need. And that's, that's what, what, you know, sets, sets you apart. And I think what more people need to have in this world is someone to tell them no. I mean, I kind of, I, I love it. Exactly. Let them say no. And that's what we do. Yeah. All right. Well, Dr. Nassif, as always, thank you so much. And I look forward to more chats next week and to hear your sage words of advice. Well, Miss Westmore, it was great seeing you. <laughs> and actually, um, uh, thanks. Now now you got me all hooked up into the whole Peloton thing. Oh, yeah. I'm going to talk to Brittany. No, you're We're coming say. over. Let's have some <laughs> fun. Over. Yeah. Let's make a night of Peloton. <laughs> okay. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Demystify Beauty, produced by Gotham Production Studios. If you have any questions for future episodes, please don't hesitate to reach out to us on Instagram at demystifybeauty or email us at demystifybeauty at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. See you next time.